in case you missed it on Newsbreak. A very good afternoon to you. Happy Women's Day. What a special time. A Sunday Women's Day to be spending it uh, reflecting on the massive gains that women have made and the massive successes that they continue to aspire to. So today on Newsbreak Talk with me, Taresh Hari Prashad, we are going to be focusing on women of South Africa who are making great strides in whatever sector, field and space that they are. We are also expecting, we will be keeping tabs on President Ramaphosa is expected to deliver an address today uh, in celebration of Women's Day. So we are going to be um, checking in with the president to find out his view and his thoughts and his, um, you know, aspirations for women during this very special time. So you can also WhatsApp me your voice notes today uh, about wishing everybody a very happy Women's Day, women that have made a significant contribution to your life, to your world. I'd love to know them. Go ahead, make them a shiro today and let's name them and, and celebrate them. Uh, put it out there to the world so that the world knows that they are such great, inspiring women who continue to defy all odds to do great things for the people around them. I'd love to hear those voice notes. Hey, So please go ahead and WhatsApp me. Uh, and we also keep you up to date with everything important and interesting around the world, like this very um, crucial story right now, former Inkata Freedom Party leader and Member of Parliament, Prince Mongusutu Butelezi, is tested positive for COVID-19. This has been revealed in a statement. The family says it has put in place a capable team to keep watch over the situation. Butelezi is diabetic. The presiding officers of Parliament and some political parties say they are wishing him a speedy recovery, as our parliamentary correspondent, Mercedes Besant, tells us. The family statement says, and I quote, We, the family of Prince Mangosutu, Butelezi, founder and president emeritus of the IFP, Inkosi of the Butelezi clan and traditional prime minister to the Zulu monarch and nation, wish to advise that Umtuana Wakwa Pindangene has tested positive for COVID-19. Earlier this week, he was informed that he had been in contact with a positive case and he thus took the precautionary measure of being tested despite displaying no symptoms himself. Closed quotes. The family says Prince Butelezi is now self-isolating at home for the mandatory period. They say they are pleased that he remains asymptomatic and is in good spirits at this stage. National Assembly Speaker Tandi Mudise and NCOP Chairperson Amos Masondo wished him a speedy recovery on behalf of all presiding officers of Parliament. Spokesperson Moloto Motapo. Umtuana Waka Pindangen is one of the longest serving members of Parliament and uh, he continues to serve as a reservoir of wisdom and experience for the institution. We understand that the prince remains uh, asymptomatic and uh, is currently in self-isolation at home for the mandatory period, and the presiding officers are pleased to learn that he remains in high spirits, and uh, they are confident that he will defeat this disease. South Africans are therefore urged to keep him and many others infected or affected by this virus to keep them in their prayers, so that they can conquer. South Africans are also urged to remain steadfast in combating the spread of the COVID-19 to continue to comply with all the regulations and safety protocols. Various political parties in Parliament have also extended best wishes. The DA Solimalaji and the UDM's Chief Whippist Ngabayom Zikwankwa. On behalf of the leadership of the Democratic Alliance, we wish Prince Mangosutu Butelezi a speedy recovery from COVID-19 and hope that he will regain the strength that he needs in order to continue saving his party, the 
Ingata Freedom Party and most importantly South Africa as he has done throughout his political career. The United Democratic Movement would like to take this opportunity to wish Undavezita Utata Prince Mangusutu Bultelez a speedy recovery from the coronavirus. Now more than ever before, South Africa grapples with a plethora of challenges, needs strong leaders of integrity like him uh, to help us steer the South African ship towards the right direction. But more importantly, we need to be able to continue to draw from his wealth of knowledge expertise, experience, and wisdom as we continue to intensify and to further the fight for a better life for all South Africans. The Freedom Front Plus leader Peter Grunewald and COPE spokesperson Dennis Bloom have also extended their best wishes to the former IFP leader. Coronavirus is a dangerous enemy that nobody must undermine. It does not discriminate against anyone, rich or poor. The news of Prince Mangosutu Butelezi tested positive for coronavirus is once again a warning to all of us that no one is safe. We want to wish Prince Mangosutu Butelezi a speedy recovery. We keep him in our prayers and we wish him well. We also want to call upon everybody in the country to adhere and respect the lockdown regulations. We must do everything in our power to save lives. It is with a worry that I heard about Dr. Budelesi tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. Dr. Budelesi is older than 90 years old, therefore he's in a very vulnerable category for this virus. On behalf of the Freedom Front Plus, I wish him a speedy recovery and he can be assured that we will carry him in our prayers for a speedy recovery. In wishing him a speedy recovery, IFP Chief Whip Naren Singh says the party is confident that their caucus leader will win the fight against the coronavirus. As Chief Whip of the Encarta Freedom Party, and on behalf of caucus chairperson Honorable Kabekulu and all our members and admin team, I would like to wish Honorable Prince Mangosutu Butelezi, our caucus leader, everything of the best as he uh, recuperates having been tested positive for COVID. We know that he is a strong gentleman and that he will get over this and our best wishes go to him at this moment in time. The family has requested to be given space. They say they want to give the assurance that people will be kept informed of Prince Butelezi's progress and will advise when he is back in office. The family says the media is kindly requested to give them space during his self-isolation period. The former IFP leader will turn 92 years on the 27th of August. In an exclusive interview with SABC News in Parliament when he turned 92 years ago, he said he had been diabetic for more than 50 years and had to make lifestyle changes to beat the effects of diabetes. The family says a capable team will keep a close watch on him while he is in self-isolation. And that report by Mercedes Percent. Okay, it's time to shift our focus now to the women of South Africa. And you know what? I'm going to actually start before I bring you any of the great interviews and features that we've done. I'm going to take you to WhatsApp because already there are some wonderful messages. And I think this one specifically is is the thing you need to hear today when you think of women's day and you know there's so many um broad global contexts that you view it in you know whether it is um 
the offset of generational inequality, whether it is uh, removing the system of um, patriarchy, whether it is um, a push and a move legislatively for gender parity in terms of um, a, a corporate um, representation of women or women management places, whether it is the um, uh, sort of remuneration um, parity that is needed. There's so many, you know, global discussions about um, women. And I haven't even spoken about gender-based violence, have I? But on a day like today, when you look at the local aspect within a home context of a man saluting the woman of his home, that's something special to reflect on. And that's exactly what we've got here. Yeah, good morning to you all. Take note, you're speaking to Mr. Rupal. I'd like to wish my three queens, uh, Teresa, Telling and not forgetting Mrs. Ruplal, Teresa Ruplal. I wish you all a happy Women's Day. This comes from Mr. Ruplal from the True Phoenix. Remember, babies, I always love you and care for you all. That is my three queen. A happy Women's Day to you, babies. Take care, my queens. Love you from Daddy Ruplal. Thank you. Bye. So there you go. I felt that was a very special message. You know, it's about respecting the woman within your home, within your life, and how that then filters to those sorts of global spaces that woman representation and woman empowerment is, is currently taking place. Wonder, wonderful um, um, voice note to listen to. Okay, so let's start uh, with our uh, discussion today. And you know, there's so much that we can be speaking about. I'm going to start it off then with an interview um, with some of the uh, special women that uh, we are profiling today. It's been challenging to, you know, um, locate them all, choose them all. And, you know, this by no means means that any woman is greater or elevated than the other. We're just telling stories of, of women that, um, you know, combine into a common narrative of, of, of empowerment. Uh, so, Salosh Pillay, she's the chairperson of the KZN-based NGO Daughters of Africa, and also more recently appointed to the National Department of Health, the Ministerial Advisory Committee of for Social Behaviour. And this is her motivation and her story. Well, for me, it's just seeing so many people on the poverty line at the moment. There's just so many people, on, you know, starving. And it's always been my passion. I've been in the field for over 30 years now, doing humanitarian work throughout KwaZulu-Natal and outside our borders. And it's simply my passion for people, the love of people. So how do you juggle being this humanitarian with that of family life and your work life? Okay, for me, it's been a struggle. In the formative years or the earlier years, my family did take a back seat in terms of what I needed to do. Fortunately for me, we come from a family that actually understands what it's like to be vulnerable, to be there and to be struggling. So for us, it, everyone just was happy to pitch in there and maybe take less of their mother and, you know, do whatever needs to be done in terms of community development. And uh, it was a struggle. It's not an easy thing. So you're actually on a razor edge most of the time, in that you need to balance, but you don't have the, the capacity to balance because there's always a need. People are always needing something. Um, and then as I grew and my age was, I actually grew a little bit better in that I could then juggle and balance my life. I won't say it's all good. I'm still very one-sided in that I do more community work than I actually do um, work in terms of my family and, and my inner circle itself. 
So, Salosh, women are often seen as the nurturers and caregivers. So, this should be an easy shoe for humanitarian aid for you to fall. But is the stereotype being broken that women are natural mothers and caregivers and humanitarians? Yeah, this year, in fact, we should all be celebrating the Shakti power, the feminine power. What has happened in terms of our world at the moment, the energy balance is actually not quite right. We're more on the masculine side of of how we look and how we feel and how we do what we do. So I think for us right now, we need to get back to the inner source of who we are, that Shakti power, the, the feminine power. And when I say that, I don't only mean female. I also mean the male as well. They have that. They have the balance. They have the feminine side as well, that they need to nurture and become a holistic person. Once one functions more than the other or less than the other, that's when there's imbalance. And I think that's what's happening right now in terms of our world. We're in turmoil simply because it's not a balanced world. Mother Nature now is rebelling against what's happening. So having said that, do you find that during this time, of the COVID pandemic that you have found that humanitarians have come to the forefront to bring aid to humanity? There's a lot of a lot of people that have very good intentions. There's a lot of people that pour their heart and soul in terms of doing good in terms of communities. And uh, it's simply because of the starvation simply because of the pain that is going through right now. There are a lot of people from all walks of life that have come to the foreground and actually working together. And this is the kind of thing we actually need. We need the synergy between all people, all groupings, to work together as a whole. And I think once we get rid of the competition between each other and actually embrace the, the inner circle, the inner person, the inner core of all the people that are here, we make a very big difference in this world. There won't be the jealousy, there won't be the hatred, and we will all then try and get towards working for the good of the, the whole world, the universe, in fact, not just our little narrow homes and country and provinces. It's a global thing, and we need to think globally right now. And Mrs. Salosh Pillay, with today being Women's Day, are you taking it easy today? What are you doing to enjoy your day dedicated to you? Today is actually a day of reflection. And as I said, um, I really want to embrace the Shakti power again. I felt it was a need for me to go within, uh, especially now. I've been on the field really non-stop for this year. And it's been a grind. We've seen so much. And, you know, as you go out into the field, you actually absorb energies. And there's so much energy that's there that is a lot of pain. It's a painful period for a lot of people with COVID-19 at the moment. So for me, it's really going within to again go to the core of who I am and to connect again so that when I go out, I'm really a bit more empowered, a bit more holistic as a person, and I can give more. And I think for me, that's what Women's Day is all about. It's going within yourself because the power is there. We all have the power. It's about now taking that power and actually using it for the good of all. And I think that's for me, that's what Women's Day is all about. It's to re-nurture myself. Powerful start to Women's Day then here on Newsbreak Talk. That was Sulosh Pillay talking to us. So yeah, we're profiling and focusing on a lot of women making significant strides. And I want to hear from you on WhatsApp, your stories and your voice notes about uh, those women you want to salute today. We are expecting President Sildama Posa to deliver a keynote address. We're expecting that toward the end of the program. So uh, we look forward to hearing what the President has to say on this very, very special day. So let's go to... 
Let's go to some voice notes now, and we're very glad that you sent them. Here's Mr. N. Govinda. Um, just one second. Yep. Good afternoon to the Newsbreak team. Happy Women's Day to all the women in South Africa. I salute you for all the contributions you have made towards the upliftment and freedom of the people of South Africa. One particular name comes to mind who has long been forgotten. It is Veliama at the age of 15 who took part in the protest march. Thanks, Mr. Gamda. I know Veliama has been uh, profiled extensively by another superwoman here. Um, our own Akka, Mana Lachmanen, who's been doing a lot of uh, sort of research and um, revisiting the literature on, on Veliama's story. So quite, quite special that indeed. Uh, another voice note here. Hello there. Good day to all Lotus Landers. A happy Women's Day to all the ladies and women uh, Lotus Land, especially to Roshni Salal. Thank you for being there for us. From your husband Raj, children Andil, Sandil, Sandika, Teresha, Bibi, Aryahi, Padi, Janu and Gianna. Do have a lovely day. Thank you. Wonderful to hear from you, Mr. Solal. Uh, let's go. Selvin's just sent us a message. Great to hear from you as always. Selvin, hello there. Yes, Mr. Um, a happy Women's Day to your mum. Because without her, she wouldn't have, have such a productive offspring like yourself. And my mum, my sister, my children, my daughter, my grandchildren, all females of this earth, I wish them a very prosperous future. May the Lord bless them abundantly. And I'd like to cut off by saying, or leave this note by saying, those men who do not treat women with love and dignity, I have noticed, have not been successful. That Shakti, you've got to respect a woman. And also, they say, behind every successful man is a woman. Those men that do not appreciate those women that work and look after the children and be productive to the house, like Cyril Ramaphosa is going to talk about just now, about the violence about, against women, that's not on. So once again, Lotus, and particularly Tarish, thanks for ever creating an awareness of everyday life. A very happy Women's Day to all people, families, friends, and listeners. God bless you all. Thank you. Bye. Excellently said there, um, Selvan, about Shakti and represent, uh, re respecting rather a woman and that no man has been successful if he didn't. Um, I think that's a very powerful thing to reflect on. I think in the context of gender-based violence that we deal with on a daily basis, South Africa. So... Um, Great, uh, great to hear from you, Sylvan, and thanks, thanks for that very sweet message. I have to say, uh, let's go to this one. Hello. Oh. Happy Women's Day to all the women out there in the world today. We are strong, beautiful, and empowered, and we as women need to take that opportunity to take up space and cement ourselves in society. I would like to wish my two grannies, Mrs. Ruby Gavinder and Mrs. Panji Reddy, a very happy Women's Day. I don't know, Rachel, have we done this before where on, on Women's Day, you know, we, we've opened up this space to mention Panji Gavinder and my grandmother and, and 
you know i think it's absolutely fantastic we've never had that like you like we were saying earlier normally we profile all these big names international women yeah. women of history who are important who are important but here we are remembering and saluting our women yeah. in our home yeah. and i think it's so wonderful that men and the other people that are sending us voice notes recognize the shakti power of the women in their circles so good to go local like this and really salute uh, to to look at you know the, the the women um and and you know how do i phrase this i'm not going to say take for granted but the women that you know we have around us with us um that we tend to just um you know view them as part and parcel of our lives but to take a day like today and say wait a second to my mother or to my wife or to my grandmother or my sister my friend i actually want to salute you for being you know an inspiration or for being uh, a powerful force in my life i think that's a very powerful thing Hi good uh, afternoon uh, Tarish uh, Women's Day uh, you know what we need to appreciate every woman whether they have done a lot or done a little uh, I want to wish my daughters a happy women's day to you all all and above all I would like to wish even a person that unconditionally does things for me you know being visually impaired is a struggle but i thank god that he has sent an angel in my path who is none other than erica erica a very very happy women's day to you and you know what for the unconditional tiresome way that you go on serving me in many ways i would like to say from the bottom of my heart thank you i could never do it without you thank you so much tarish this comes from cedric venkatsami baby in chatswood thank you what do you say after hearing that erica we salute you we salute you so much um just marvelous marvelous to hear okay to some text messages now okay before i come to those text messages let's listen to this particular one another very powerful story Three to four times a week, a single mother from the Malukazi area in Umlazi Township in south of Durban goes door to door selling small packets of peanuts and ice creams. She also offers to wash clothes and clean yards for a small price. The hard-working woman is the mother of three girls, and through her efforts, she hopes to make enough money to at least buy her family a loaf of bread and keep the lights on. Tracy Valaidham tells the story about this single mother who will stop at nothing. to put food on the table a committed mother who is trying everything to put bread on the table and give her three daughters an education says it's been a rough road for her family 37-year-old non kaniso sulu who comes from itopo in southern kwazulu natal says this is not the life she dreamed of When Zulu lost her husband in 2018, she was forced to look for employment. She goes from house to house in offering her cleaning services and even maintaining gardens. She says life forced her to think of creative ways of earning an honest living. I had to think of doing something because you know I have to put food on the table for my kids. So I started selling nuts and ice cream going door to door to sell. I also do the washing for people. I also do yard for people and clean the gardens for them taking out the weeds. 
an emotional Zulu, says there are times when she does not know how to explain to her daughters that after paying their school fees and required bills, they might not have enough food. She says with these income struggles, she finds it hard to keep her family home maintained. You know, not to provide enough for my children stresses me a lot. Sometimes we have to make sacrifices when I have to pay my school fees and buy groceries in the same month. That means we won't have enough food for us on that month. And I can't even fix my house. It's an RGP house. Some of the windows are broken. And when it's heavily raining, water comes in because the foundation is not too strong. Sulu says she will not allow her daughters to follow in her footsteps, which is one of the main things that motivates her to work hard so her girls can get a proper and grounded education. No, I don't want my daughters to be in the same situation I am. The advice I can give it to them is that they mustn't let the situation to pull them back. They must have goals in life. They must go to school as I'm trying to send them to school for their education. They must just focus on that. Then they became something better in the future. Sulu says being a single mother is not easy. It's very hard to be a single mother, but it takes you to be a strong person who must just have goals in life. Wake up and do something. To get that small income, it's better than not to have anything. Especially when you have kids. You don't give up on your kids. You don't want your kids to suffer. You don't want your kids to be in the same position you are at today. Sulu encourages all single mothers throughout the country never to give up despite their backgrounds and circumstances. I'm Tracy Belaidham in Durban. Yeah, another woman there doing a lot of great things. So let's go to those text messages. I'll remind you that we are going to be waiting for President Cyril Ramaphosa to deliver that keynote address. Uh, Mavis says, I would like to wish all women in South Africa a very pleasant Women's Day and to support all women through this difficult time in our lives. Stand united against gender-based violence. Also to the women in Lotus FM. Rani from Stanger Manor says hi to the team. Wish you guys a beautiful Sunday. And I want to wish the women a very happy Women's Day. Viji Naidu from Belvedere Tungad says, uh, So well said, Selvin. I salute you for appreciating the Shaktis and the Satis of the world. Uh, Ramba Mudli of Phoenix says thanks to Tarish for giving the beautiful woman one hour of your time, saluting our women in our country. I'd love to wish all my dear female members and friends an awesome Women's Day. Ricky Naidu from Phoenix says best wishes to our females around the world. Happy National Women's Day. May you all have a blessed and wonderful spiritual week ahead. Swami Reddy says he is wishing all women a happy Women's Day. You are unique, beautiful, much more than words could say. Mumtaz from Pretoria says happy Women's Day to my pillar of strength. That's my mum and all the gorgeous women out there. And Rajan Rajkumar in Cape Town says to all the women, especially all the women who are at the coalface of COVID-19, um, the frontline workers and essential services, a very happy Women's Day. God bless. Okay, I'm going to take you to this particular message now. It was so sweet. Um, um, so this message is from Belinda and Belinda forward, forwarded us a message that she got from her husband Krish and she said uh, this message was from my husband he's in Cape Town and it, it blew me away to tears I appreciate it so much and I just want to share it with you so this was a message handwritten um, by Krish to Belinda 
Oh, it's so special. So it goes, my dearest wifey, happy Women's Day and may you have an awesome day. A lot of smiley faces and hugs. Um, you are one in a million and the best there is and the best I ever had and proud to have you as my wife and life partner. You always strive to be the best in maintaining our family and family values. No one can do a better job than you, not even our kids. I'm overexcited being your hubby. Uh, sorry, I cannot spend this awesome day with you, but we'll be seeing you soon. And a lot of hard faces and a lot of uh, emoticons. Love you loads, Belinda Moodley. And that message was from Krish, Belinda's husband. And um, so amazing. Thank you, Belinda, for sharing that with us. And it's your private message. But thank you so much for sharing that with us. Because what it then does is it just sets the example and, 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 and you know, um, shares with the world how one should go about respecting the woman in your life and the sort of impact they make into your world and how in the littlest of ways you could do that. Mr. Louis Pillay, how are you? Hi, Teresh. Louis Pillay, Centurion. It's a lovely topic today about Women's Day. Firstly, the women in Newsbreak, I want to thank them. Lotus FM, all the G DJs and the presenters of Lotus FM. I think they do a fantastic piece of job. I also want to say today's mothers, they walk 24 hours a day. They walk at night. They walk in public holidays, but they do not get a salary. And to all women today, I can say you're doing a fantastic piece of job. And also the women of 1956 that today we are enjoying the fruits of. I think we got to stand together and worship the woman that fought for us and brought justice and peace to South Africa. Women today can also vote in government. At the past, a woman cannot serve in government. Today, a woman can stand on the feet. And with the majority of women that's taking eye post, I pick my hand up for them. Thank you, Louis Pillay Centurion. Thanks, Mr. Pillay. Belinda sent us a message. Let's listen. Messages from my husband is in Cape Town and it, it blew me away to No, tears. that's me. Actually, maybe I'm... it's the next one. Let's listen to that. So amazing. Thank you, Belinda, for sharing that. <laughs> okay, no, she's just uh, excited about it. So she wanted to document it, I think. Um, let's get on to this message. So somebody sent us a message. Uh, uh, somebody sent us an image. I'll try and describe the image to you. Um, yeah, it's just on. Oh, there we go. Uh, so yeah, another message to a wife. I'm just trying to get your names here. Uh, before I continue, uh, oh, this doesn't have a name. If you could please text us your name. Um, but yeah, it's another message to, um, my wife. Firstly, she is a woman and someone's child. She has to be treated the same way as. Um, she was treated by her parents and she belongs to you after you marry and is uh, solemnized by a priest thereafter she becomes a part of you the most important things are to trust and to be honest also lean to understand each other so problems don't occur do things together and a wife is not a slave or a maid the only thing a woman wants is to be loved unconditionally that's all so this was another message sent to a wife today um on Women's Day, so great to see um, 
Yeah, great to see everybody just coming together and uh, sending out those great messages of love. Okay, so let's talk about um, a nurse from Scottsboro on the KwaZulu-Natal South Coast is raising the spirits of patients at the clinic where she works with her jokes, dancing and singing. 57-year-old sister Tatakashle Gumede has taken caregiving to another level as she's, she even prepares food for her patients. Vanellen Plongo reports. Sister Tatagashe Gumede, affectionately known as Mapengu, makes her patients forget about their illnesses as she entertains them with music and dance while they wait for their consultation. Sister Gumede has been a nurse for 33 years in different health facilities in the province. She says she chose this profession because she wanted to serve the people. Sister Komede and the staff members at Pilani Clinic at Swagtide in Scottberg always start their day by singing and educating the patients. Pilani Clinic is in the rural areas on the Wazul-Natal south coast where many residents are unemployed. Komede also grows vegetables within the clinic premises to assist some patients. She says she wants patients to feel at home, away from home, and be comfortable enough to discuss their illnesses. Worse now that we have these diseases, that diseases that are making us lose our self-esteem. So you'll find that the patient at home is not accepted, perhaps is being ill-treated because of this uh, disease that she has. So my dancing and singing uh, for them, I'm, I'm trying to make them laugh at the same time, making them feel at home. People are scared of nurses. They can't even say what is wrong with them. So I'm trying to make the home environment. As you, you know, they call me mapping. They don't even call me Sister Kumede. I want a person when she comes here to feel free. That report there by Fanele Mklongo. Okay, well, while we're talking there about some sort of healthcare, let's check in with Aggie Gavinder. She's the director of CHOC, the Childhood Cancer Centre in Durban, and she explains why self-care is so important for women. Women's Month, and you look at your work, you know, um, basically providing hope to a lot of people in really negative situations. I mean, it can be draining for you as a woman, right? Yes, but... We keep hope alive. I mean, we're constantly faced with women who have, uh, you know, one has to have perspective. Because if you constantly look at your life and you see only the negatives, which at this point in time is pretty hectic, but when you look at it in perspective and you realize that, you know, you're always better off than someone else and someone else is always better off than you are. And in my job, in this job which I call a calling and a privilege, I'm constantly aware of the women we deal with because basically um, the caregivers are mothers and they sacrifice so much to be with their children, give up their jobs, have no jobs, cannot look for a job, live from day to day, depending on us for their groceries, for bus fare to go home and come back. So, you know, I'm, I'm in awe of their survival skills. Yeah, and so from that perspective, then where do you draw your strength to do your work daily? I mean, you've got to run a childhood cancer facility, ensure that there's enough finances and resources which are very scarce to be spread across evenly. And at the same time, you've got to hold somebody's hand while they're crying and tell them it's going to be okay. Where do you find your strength? So I say take a step back. 
you know, acknowledge what's happening in the world. Things are hectic for everybody. Even if you're having a bad day, you know, say it's a bad day. You can't be on, um, you know, just flying high. And there are times when we just, I break down and cry. I mean, recently we had 12 deaths, not through COVID, but we had uh, children passing on. And, you know, I had to take a step back and actually just sit down and breathe and have a good cry because most of these children I knew. But after I cry, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and start all over again. And that's what it is, just starting all over again. And uh, who knows, the smile you have on your face, even though it's dark, you might actually inspire somebody else. The sort of reality for a lot of women like yourself is that after running a very big organization, very successfully, working a long day, um, you know, getting everything in order, chances are you still have to go home and start the process all over again and play caregiver and home runner because I think this is the way the patriarchal system has created lives for women. What happens when you get home and you have to restart a process of running your home after running your job? Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing of women, and it's patriarchy. You're absolutely right. It's the way in which we are uh, systemic. It's the way in which we are brought up to believe, you know, the place of a woman in this world and in a family. Um, and you're right, it never stops because, you know, you once I was young and then I had a child and then I had, you know, a child and the responsibilities of being a woman in an NGO sector. And she grew up and she got married and she got a child. And now I'm a grandmother in an NGO sector. So it it doesn't stop because you're constantly aware of your own family and uh, your own responsibilities to them. Uh, and it's a balancing act. It's a juggling. It's constantly being on the alert and being available to your family. So it doesn't stop. My life is balanced because, of course, you know, over the years we learn to adapt and adjust. But um, it is the responsibilities that uh, that are beyond work, and also, I mean, work constantly is on your mind. So it's it's never a cut off. You 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 have to create those boxes in which you live. Work happens now, and then when I go home, I have to actually shut the com- close the computer, and I have to close my stop answering um, emails or voice messages or SMSs or WhatsApp. This ability to also take time out for yourself. So I want to end off by asking you, what advice would you give to women who possibly either feel guilty to take time off for themselves or feel that that is not part of the system and that is not allowed? What is your advice to these really busy women um, who should also take some time out for self-care? Yeah, so irrespective if you're a stay-at-home mom or you're working in the world and you have all this accountability structures, you're accountable even in your home. Self-care is vital. You've got to take time out to, um, to pray, to read a book, to um, be with your friends, to even just be on your own. Just to take a time out to think about what you, where you fit in in life. I, I am a strong believer in having um, a, a vertical connection, and that vertical connection has to be strong in order for my horizontals to work. So that's my my time when I just you know, meditate. Um, and meditation, you don't have to, you know, go and sit in a quiet corner, but sitting quietly and just having time to yourself, just to breathe, uh, take deep breath in is something that is vital for women and self-care, even in a bustling world. Yeah, I get governed there. 
um, wonderful to reflect on that point for all the busy women that we're saluting and, and, and uh, profiling today that, you know, they also need to take some time out for some cell care. Okay, let's go to uh, messages. This is a very special message. It goes out to my younger sister, Geeta, for being an educator and has raised two boys into fine gentlemen as a single mom and also gave up a profession to take care of my age-old mom. Srinital of Joburg says, I love to wish your mom a very happy woman's day. It's so lovely when all the men salute their mom. Thank you so much for that, Srinita. And wishing all the women throughout the world a fantastic woman day, a woman's day. Lucy from Darnell says, I want to wish all uh, the women a happy woman's day, especially my my Patsima from Tungat. You're very special to me and I love you lots. Mana of Durban says, uh, We as women feel honoured to be in the presence of the great women of the world. Women are compassionate and selfless in making this world a better place. Blessed are women whose hearts and souls are joined uh, together by joy and the sorrows for women um, are great inspirations of the world. Uh, Roy D says, please send all women in Lotus Land a very happy Women's Day. Casey says, happy successful Women's Day to all women, but more especially to the humble stay-at-home women. These women are the ones nurturing the future of the world. She's the fuel that drives the vehicle called men. Sandra Kuppen, I'd like to wish all the women throughout South Africa a happy Women's Day. Uh, and Chen Babulal says, Women Challenge. Spread the power. Empower women to take charge of creation. Use your voice and action to stop the heartlessness of, new, of newborn dumping. Strike a woman, you strike a rock. And when you dump a newborn baby, Mother Earth will unleash her wrath. When you educate a woman, you educate the next generation. Um, and this message here from Kasturi Jai Shri Krishna, Jai Shri Krishna Kasturi. Happy Women's Day to all the amazing, awesome and hardworking women out there and to all the single moms who are doing a great job. I believe Women's Day should be every day. Have a safe and blessed Women's Month. Okay, we're waiting for President to talk to us because he's also got some important things to say. But let's go to these voice notes that came through uh, before we do that. Um, hello there. A very happy Women's Day to all females in the world. Whilst we're all going on about honouring the women in our lives, I'd like to point out to those men who treat your wives like gold, you sometimes tend to forget that your own mum has endured so much in raising you. You forget her. Treasure her, give her a call, make her feel just as special. Lots of love, Rashila Devi Singh. Thanks so much. And here's another voice note. We'll say hello to Mrs. Nirmala Devi Mudli. Women's Day today and every day. Born of the great heart and love of God Almighty, we women are born to persevere, endure, and embrace all through unconditional love, just like Mother Earth. We are the Shaktis empowered by a great goddess. I've known Srimati Nirmala Devi that evolved the woman, our Shakti, to a world of realization, only to bestow the world around us in an embodiment of divinity, spirituality, and wholesomeness. Have a blessed afternoon and to all stay blessed. Mrs. Nirmala Devi Mudli of Amkumar. Thank you so much for that. And uh, we've got Ramba of Woodview now. Hello, Ramba. 
Hi, Taresh. Thank you for having you on air after a long time. Well, this morning, I say all the women a happy Women's Day. And for Mangasutu Butelezi, we pray for you. You'll be better. The virus will leave you and run. That's the devil's job. I pray now for Katija Nambi from the DLC. I wish her a very happy Women's Day. May God bless her and keep her in good health, wealth, and prosperity for what she's doing for the women in community. Thank you. We love you. Taresh, God bless you. Have a nice day. Thanks so much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Okay, let's let's check in with JN Mudli, film producer and director of the Kandasamis franchise. She explains the challenges she faces in bringing greater women representation to the film and television industry. When you look at a woman in the movie industry, in the cinema industry, a certain sensibility comes comes to mind. Talk to me about that sensibility. How has it held you in good stead in your career thus far? that is really built on such hard work and, and dedication. And it's an industry that just involves complete blood, sweat and tears because we just immerse ourselves completely in it. Uh, we expose ourselves completely the moment we, we decide to make a film because it's a part of us that is there. Uh, but the one thing that, that we have to do all the time is, is try and keep calm because you have so many deadlines. You have so many variables. There are so many factors that go into every day that you're shooting. And you have to have to keep calm, no matter what. You know, as, as a female filmmaker as well, particularly with female members of your crew, because in our industry, it's, it's said to be that the number of males to females is five to one. So that's quite a scary figure. But it's so important to be nurturing. Jane, because you raised the issue of, of taking care and that maternal instinct, I'm going to ask you this, and it, it, it stems from sort of the patriarchal system where women have often been seen as the one that runs the household, you know, as you said, nurtures a family. When you look at it within a corporate sector, within a filmmaking sector, how has that sort of historic role that women have generally been seen in helped you to really, um, in a powerful way, make your mark in a male-dominated industry? Well, firstly, in terms of how women have been historically seen uh, in front of the camera and cinema and on television, etc., I think that, you know, the representation of, of women in film and TV has really been quite sad. As you so rightly said, you know, it was just seen uh, years ago, many moons ago, as just the person in the kitchen or, or possibly just the person who is the homemaker or in a, in, in a worse possible setting, you know, the woman being uh, objectified in some manner. And, you know, through so many movements, through so many activists, through so many trailblazers, I think finally uh, women are taking their place on the big screen, in front of the camera and behind the camera. So, you know, over the years, there's definitely been an evolution and there's definitely been now a better representation, uh, or a more realistic representation, because you and I both know that the, the, the female force, the feminine force, is no longer just the person who cooks biryani at home. She, yes, she might be a homemaker, she might be a mother, she might be a wife, but she's a force to reckon with in the business world as well. But having said that, you know, the, ra- the, the statistic you cite today, the ratio in the, the film and TV industry of men to women is five to one, that's not a good statistic. How do you think it needs to be challenged? Well, you know, there are a few things that need to happen. And I, I was watching, a, 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 I was part of a webinar, I think it was last week, where they said, when you have women producers, 
they hire more women to be part of their crews. And I think, you know, it's, it's leadership that can make this change. Because when you are producing and when you have uh, when you have that title, you then have the chance to say, okay, well, I'm going to make sure in my crew, I have at least 50% women on my crew. Uh, for example, in, in my last film, Kandasami is the Wedding, I was actually ruthless in selecting the crew because if I could have a woman head of department, that was it. That was the final choice. Um, because no matter what, we all have to do our little bit to make sure that this five to one uh, um, uh, that is there in the industry is slowly going to be eroded. Because now we have female cinematographers, females who are in part of lighting and part of groups. And, and uh, besides just hair and makeup and besides just wardrobe, females that are running art departments. So as producers, as directors, as creatives, um, it's really up to us and not just the women. Uh, male producers as well to say, come on, guys. It is now 2020. We have to close this gap and we have to have fair representation in the industry. That was Jane Moodley there, the film producer and director of the uh, Kandasamis franchise, talking about gender representation in that corporate sector. Well, we are waiting for President Sildam Oposa to deliver his uh, keynote address on the occasion of Women's Day. Um, and before he does that, we're going to go now to, um, well, actually, he's on He's ready, it seems. So let's go um, to the president as we listen to his address. Women of South Africa, on this Women's Day, I greet you, the inheritors of the noble legacy of the women of 1956. 64 years ago, our mothers, daughters, sisters, and grandmothers, and great-grandmothers stood defiant and proud, united in their demand to live in freedom. They stood not for themselves alone, but for the rights of the generations of women yet to come. This day provides all of us with an opportunity to reflect on the road we have traveled as a nation since then. As a country, we have made much progress that we can be proud of. We have made gains in advancing women's rights, in broadening women's access to education, in the provision of health care and social support to women, and in improving their participation in the economy and decision-making. At the same time, we know that the lived reality for millions of South African women is very different to the promise that is contained in our Constitution. We know that millions of South African women still live in conditions of poverty and unemployment. They face discrimination and violence all the time. To give effect to our commitment to the upliftment of women, South Africa has joined Generation Equality, a global campaign to achieve gender equality by 2030. As part of this campaign, we are part of two action coalitions, one on economic justice 
and rights, and the other on gender-based violence and femicide. These action coalitions mobilize governments, civil society, and the private sector for collective action. They give us an opportunity to work with other world leaders to achieve real change in the lives of women across the globe. As we mark Women's Day this year, South Africa is in the grip of two pandemics, the coronavirus pandemic and the scourge of gender-based violence and femicide. Evermore, women and children are being abused and losing their lives at the hands of men. It cannot be that this Women's Day is drenched in the tears of families who have lost their sisters, their daughters and mothers to violence that is perpetrated by South African men. This cannot continue. We can no longer as a nation ignore the deafening cries of women and children for protection, for help and for justice. It has been 11 months since I addressed a joint sitting of parliament to announce an emergency response action plan to combat gender-based violence and femicide. Since then, we have taken concrete actions to provide greater support and care to survivors of gender-based violence. We have increased the number of shelters and care centers for survivors and improved the capacity of our police to deal with the crimes of gender-based violence. We have made important progress in reforming our laws to give greater protection to survivors of domestic and sexual violence. We now also have a national strategic plan, which among other things aims to promote women's economic inclusion. One of the most important ways to reduce the vulnerability of women to gender-based violence is to enable them to become financially independent. With the launch of Generation Equality and with the implementation of the National Strategic Plan, we have a unique opportunity to refashion our society and the lives of the women of our country. We have an opportunity to build a country in which women's rights to dignity, to security, to safety, and to protection is not negotiable. It requires bold and measurable actions by government, civil society, the private sector, and all actors for meaningful change. Today, we commit to a new social compact with the women of this country, informed by our collective commitment to gender equality. This will be driven by bold actions. The first action is to expand the access of women to economic opportunities. We will do this, amongst other things, by setting aside up to 40% of public procurement for women-owned businesses. We now expect national departments in government 
to monitor and to report on how many women have participated in each public procurement process. They will have to develop clear plans on how they will broaden women's participation over the next 12 months. As the chair of the African Union, we will also be working on policy guidelines to help member states on our continent to develop similar interventions. The second action is to support women who operate small and micro businesses, including those who operate in the informal sector. Lack of access to financial services, as well as digital identification, tends to limit the participation of women and their ability to conduct business. Under generation equality, we will be supporting African Union member states in their drive to adopt digital IDs. We will engage the financial sector to strengthen efforts to make financial services accessible and affordable for women in South Africa. The third action is to speed up the process of giving women access to productive assets, such as land. We will ensure that our own land reform process favors all historically disadvantaged people, including women, in getting land and the means to farm it. Of the 75 million rand in COVID-19 relief earmarked for farming input vouchers, 53% of the beneficiaries will be rural women. We must ensure that women, subsistence and small scale farmers continue to receive support beyond the lockdown that we are going through now. At the same time, we will be calling on the African Union member states to put policies in place to increase women's ownership of land to 30%. Our fourth action is to ensure that women are safe from gender-based violence in the workplace. Through generation equality, we will work at a national and regional level towards the ratification of the International Labor Organization Convention on Violence and harassment in the workplace. The urgency of achieving gender equality has never been greater than now. The coronavirus has left none of us untouched, but it is those who already face economic insecurity, poverty, discrimination and exclusion who have been hardest hit. To support the fight against gender-based violence, the Solidarity Fund has approved a 17 million rand project to expand shelter services and support the network of Tutuzela care centers. A portion of this funding will also go towards capacitating the gender-based violence command center to ensure women are not made more vulnerable during the lockdown we have put mechanisms in place, not just for social support, 
but also to help women-owned businesses. Of the 12.6 million people who have received social grants during the month of June, 10.5 or 83% were women who are aged 16 years and older. As of this week, about 1.4 million South African women have received the special COVID-19 social relief of distress grant. The food parcels distributed through the Department of Social Development and the Solidarity Fund have reached just over 1 million families, among them women-headed families. In the second round of food relief, the fund will distribute this month in the form of vouchers. Some 40 to 50% of the target beneficiaries will be women. COVID-19 relief is also being provided to women-owned SMMEs through our development finance institutions. For example, of the total number of SMMEs benefiting from the death relief finance scheme, 33% are women-owned businesses. The Industrial Development Corporation, the IDC, has also directed a significant portion of its funding approvals to supporting youth and women-empowered businesses. We have prioritized black-owned and women-owned businesses in the procurement of personal protective equipment. There has been a number of success stories of women either starting businesses to produce personal protective equipment or modifying existing business operations. We are deeply concerned about the corruption that has marred our national effort to make PPEs accessible to our hardworking social and health workers. We expect the law enforcement agencies to find the culprits and ensure they face the full might of the law. This pandemic has demonstrated our ability to support the greater economic participation of women in real terms. This good work must not end when the pandemic is over. We must maintain the momentum. The generation of 1956 mobilized, organized, and stood firm in their demands for their rights to be respected. The women who in the recent past have taken to the streets demanding an end to gender-based violence and femicide carry forward the flame of that struggle that the mothers, the sisters of 1956 embarked upon. Under generation equality, we want to see women's full empowerment achieved by this generation within a generation. This is our responsibility as a nation. It is our goal. If we each play our part, we can make this happen. The time for talk is over. This is now the time for action. I wish all the women of South Africa a happy Women's Day. I thank you.
and I wish you the very best. And that was President Cyril Ramaphosa ending his Women's Day address. The time for talk is over. It's time for action, they say now. So that's where we're going to have to leave our program. We went over onto news time because President was delivering the address. So no news then, as you were expected to hear at one o'clock. We leave the broadcast there. Came away courtesy of the team, executive producer Salma Patel and Rachel Vadi today. And we'll be joining you again with more between six and seven tomorrow morning for more current cutting edge current affairs. From me, Tadeesh, hey, have an awesome day. News break, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.